Hey there, friends. It's Taylor Berryman, a.k.a. The Poptimist, a.k.a. The co-host of Man of Science, Man of Faith. And today's episode of Man of Science, Man of Faith is a best of of the stories. Everybody always says that this is their favorite part of the podcast, so we figured we'd put them all into one episode. Happy New Year. Enjoy. history bit of a jacket as they say in 80s uh, action movies bit of a bit of a thug as some might say whoa it's too contra- far controversial controversial yeah, yeah yeah i forgot uh we'll we'll erase thug so when i was uh, just one of my many criminal escapades uh came when i was uh, 15 i think you might know. Was I 15, 16? Yeah, probably 15. I think I was. Yeah, I, okay, I was 15. I actually remember why I know that. Uh, so I was 15. I was hanging out with uh, a couple friends as most 15-year-old males. We were not hanging out with females, and we didn't know what to do with all this pent-up testosterone. So we, uh, we may have partook in some illegal substances, which, or we may have been sober. I think back to this story, and I think I may I have think you might have up, been sober for I, this Yeah, one I, too. I might make up the illegal substances thing to kind of excuse what comes next. Uh, so we ended up at, uh, I think, Walmart or some toy store. We end up with squirt guns, these real bright little squirt gun pistols. And uh, we think it's a good idea to just run around town and just start squirting people with these things. In Brunswick. In Brunswick, yeah. All around uh, Cook's Corner, if you yeah. know Brunswick. Uh, yeah, we're just shooting people in Walmart and all these other places, and we just think we're the funniest motherfuckers in the world. Uh, at some point during the night when it was winding down, we went to McDonald's, as you do. And I know for a fact, I don't want to admit it, but it was my idea. I know it was my idea because I remember... This is a Zach idea. I remember thinking like, wow, I am so smart. This is the funniest thing that's ever been said. And I said it. I said, wow, wouldn't it be funny if we took these little pistol water guns? You know, they're green and orange, all these bright colors. I'm like, wouldn't it be funny if we pretended to like hold up this place? And then they see the water guns and they see they're bright and flashy and it'll be a joke. We'll all have a good laugh. We'll probably get like a free fucking, you know, uh, what's a Big Mac out of it, you know? And I even at one point, I uh, I took my bags. We got these big bags. We order a lot of food and uh, I cut eye holes in it and I put it on my head and I'm like, this is what <laughs> we'll wear. I remember one of one of my friends, he kind of pussied out and uh, he went outside. He actually had a camera. He said he was going to like film it, which I... Th- Derek? Yeah, which I thought was a bad idea. We won't use last names, just first names. And Tyler? No. Uh, Mike? Ryan. Oh, it was Ryan. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't, should we use the real first names? We can use the real first All names. All right. I don't think they'd care anyway. Uh so yeah, me and uh, this other guy, Ryan, we, we proceed to put these things on our heads and we take the water guns and we, we turn the corner because we're sitting on the opposite side of the, uh, of the you know, desk where you order and stuff. And we go up and I, I point my gun and I start to go, this is a, and before I can say hold up or anything or whatever I was going to say, this guy who looked like, I mean, I don't know what he was doing at a McDonald's. He looked like John Cena. He was big. Maybe I've built him up in my head over the years, but he was definitely some kind of, like, bodybuilder. Like, he, you know what I mean? His muscles were, like, popping 
and you had that little McDonald's logo. It was being stretched thin on his on his arm, you know. So he comes blasting at us, and immediately, of course, I'm 15 years old. I'm like, run! So we <laughs> run as fast as with we the can. paper bags on your head. I think we did. Yeah, you know what? I think we did keep them on. I can't remember when we took them off, but I, I remember knowing like I need to keep this on so like nobody knows who I am. Like nobody sees me. But running. you already had eaten there and ordered food. Already there. eaten. Already ordered food. Everyone saw my face. People we went to high school with worked at fucking McDonald's, yeah. which I did not consider. One of those people knew it was me. Um, anyway, so we actually we end up getting away that night, and uh, apparently because like I just wanted to get all my stupid out of me at fifteen. I'm like, you know what would be funny? Because I'm always, I always got the funny ideas. You know what would be funny? Let's go back to McDonald's. After you already got away. Yeah, and we'll eat breakfast there. And we'll be like, you know, serial killers. Just like floating among the the fucking homicide tape. You know, we're just a bystander. But we know. What happened? So we went back. uh, Before we even entered McDonald's, I didn't get any fucking breakfast. Before we go in, they had this like loading dock and I remember the door opening and there were like, it it was like Terminator, dude. There were like (laughs) 10 guys all in McDonald's uniforms, all men, by the way. And they're just like, one of them points at us and all of a sudden they're all running at us. And I'm obviously like, my instinct at 15, run. So we start running. I remember we were running everywhere. We were like in and out of stores because these guys would not give up. It was like all around cook's corner and at one point we were like hiding in a restaurant i literally remember running into a restaurant where'd you run into it's a restaurant that's not there anymore it was winners yes Uh, it was by regal right yeah yeah we ran in there you lived right behind regal yep and i didn't want to go home because i'm like because you live really close yeah they'll see where i fucking live yeah so i went in there and i literally remember like the hostess being at her little uh you know her desk and i hid behind her her little desk her podium and she was like, what? she didn't even know what to say to us. We were just hiding, like peeking out. She said nothing. Eventually, uh, we left there and then we were like walking. So we thought we got away. Then all of a sudden they spot us again, pointed at us, run. I also live near this very sketchy neighborhood. Uh, Perryman Village, was it called? Yeah. Not the, the, the uh, top of the line clientele. Yeah. It's like a place you would see on cops. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, some good people live there, I'm, I'm sure, but it's that kind of place. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm looking behind me watching these McDonald's guys run at me and like 10 guys from Perryman start joining them. Like they don't give a fuck who I am. They're just like, I didn't so know this. Sweet. We're going to kill somebody. So I'm running. I remember distinctly thinking this, I'm running straight at my house and I was like, fuck, cause I'm running out of steam. You know what I mean? 20 guys are chasing me. <laughs> maybe less. Maybe I built it up again. And I'm like, fuck, I can either like run into my house and just be like, fuck it. Like, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Because in my head, I didn't know that I did like anything wrong. You know what I mean? And then I'm also like, I could run past my house because there was Walmart. I'm like, we could somehow maybe like get in Walmart and lose them there. But I was also like, Walmart's a wild card move. I was too young to start pulling wild card moves. You know what I mean? So I was like, fuck this. And I ran straight into my house like the biggest fucking pussy in the world. And uh, police ended up coming. Letting them know where you live. Which technically they would have known already because someone we went to high school with actually worked there. Yeah. And he knew who we were already, which we found out after the fact. 
and he was like Mr. Employee of the Month at McDonald's during Carl. high school. So yeah, yeah, I didn't even remember his first name, but uh, so yeah, cops come. Uh, criminal mischief is the charge. They also threw in vandalism. They say we like took knives out, cut a bunch of seats. But I remember seeing those seats like this was not an upscale McDonald's. So I think they just threw in some damages. Like maybe we can profit <laughs> off of this, which I can actually almost respect. Like I almost heard that even at 15. I was like, wow, that's kind of a that's a ballsy move. That's kind of cool. <laughs> like uh, so anyway, um, I'm getting charged. I have to get a job because I think I'm gonna have to get a lawyer or something. And it turned out our school had some kind of program for fucking like lost youths, which apparently I was one. And uh, we had to go to this eight week uh, summer program. It was at the Freeport Police Department. And you showed up every week and it was like a like an AA meeting. It was like you all sat in a circle every week. They would go from person to person. What was your crime? What was your crime? And ours was fucking embarrassing. Like if this had been prison to tie it into what we're going to talk about, we would have been the bitches because people, when they asked people what they did, one guy was like running a whole drug ring in his school. And then he expanded outside of his school to another school and he got busted. Another person like stabbed their mom with a butter knife or something. And then they'd get to us and we, we like didn't know what to say. I would just be like, we, held up a McDonald's but with like water guns you know like a joke like it was supposed to be funny and I mean people would just look at me like oh my god did they laugh people laughed yeah there which uh, whatever that is what it is so anyway uh, that's the reason why you didn't get raped too that's, yeah we were funny we were the clowns <laughs> the jesters but uh, so yeah so that's what we ended up doing and uh, oh I remember another thing this was this might be when I grew my balls for the first time because the running into the house was the pussy move. But I remember the the deal was we went to this eight week program and we also had to write apology letters <laughs> to the manager of McDonald's, who was the big John Cena looking motherfucker. And I remember being in the room. It was me, my mom. And uh, was it the resource officer? Is that the guy at the yeah. school? It was our resource officer. But we were at the police department and uh, he was like, and you have to write an apology letter. And I remember being like, I'll. I'll do the eight weeks, but I'm not writing an apology letter. Like something in me said, do not do that. Do not cut your dick off and just hand it across the table. Have some redemption. And he kept saying like, you know, if you don't do that, there's no deal. You're going on trial for this. Like that's what'll happen. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take my chances. I am not writing an apology letter. It's not going to happen. Turns out the apology letter was a total bluff. I never had to write it because I never did it. And I still fucking, it all got expunged. Um, the friend of mine did write an apology letter and I remember he showed it to me and I never looked at him the same again. Ryan. Yeah. Uh, did Derek get busted? No, that was the other detail I was going to say. So like the video camera, I saw that I, I, maybe I didn't see the footage, but uh, he left that morning before we went to McDonald's and I thought he had footage that would prove we didn't vandalize anything. And I remember thinking that was a big deal, but he showed it to me and it was dumb. It was all like on the ground and shit. So he never got in trouble for anything. Um, yeah, that's uh, one of my few criminal escapades I'm willing to share. I used to have a lot of uh, mice problems in my first two apartments because they were just trash. And uh, so I have a lot of experience killing mice. But uh, there's this one experience that really stands out. Um, I was in my my second apartment, I think. And we had like a mouse problem and I would put out mouse traps and they would like, you know, kill the mice or whatever. And then eventually they'd go away. 
So one day I woke up to a mouse trap and it had this mouse in it. Well, no, no, no. Actually, now that I remember, I woke up because I heard this like screeching, this weird, but it sounded like screeching, but like really far off in the distance. And I was just like, what the fuck is that? And I woke up, went to my kitchen and I'm looking at this mouse trap next to the fridge and it's this mouse just like mangled. Like, you know, he just stepped on a, like a fucking grenade in Vietnam and he's just like, you know, his back's just all broken and he's just looking up at me like, please kill me. And he's just squealing. It's like, it, it was a horrible sound. It was like nails on a chalkboard. I didn't know what to do. I had never dealt with this before. I mean, I'm probably 20, 21 at the time. I'm like, like maybe there's a humane way to kill this because this mouse ain't coming back. You know what I mean? There's was no there guts out. Yeah. There were guts like spilling out of his back. And oh, it was so gross. So I looked up like humane ways to kill mice. And for some reason, it was only like really fucked up shit that was coming up. It was like, take a dictionary and fucking drop it on his head. Like all this really fucked up shit. But they're like, this is all quick, you know? And I saw this one and I don't know why at the time I thought this was the best option. One told me, fill a bucket with water and then take the mousetrap and put it upside down in the water. And they were like, he'll drown really fast. And in my head, I was like, well, that makes sense. Sounds better than dropping a fucking dictionary on his head. So I did it. I, I fucking filled this bucket with water. I picked it up. This mouse is, oh my God, dude, fucking, I have nightmares about this. It was fucking horrible. This mouse is just like moving around, fucking like breathing his last breath. And I turn it upside down. His guts are just spilling into the water. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. God. And I just place him, gen- <laughs> I was so fucked up. I place him gently in the water and I take a step back. And for some reason, he didn't float to the bottom out, out first. He just splashed around. Oh, God. So there's just these little splashes, and I'm just standing there, and I want to look away, but I'm like, no, you did this. You need to watch, you sick son of a bitch. And I, I, I'm watching this, this mouse drown, and it took, I mean, it took probably a good minute, and it was fucked, man. That, that shit haunted me. And maybe by coincidence, maybe not. I've never had a mouse problem since then. So I think mice like know who the fuck I am. I think like word went around and I'm on some list where they're like, stay the fuck away from Jigsaw over there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that was fucked. Luckily, I've never dealt with a mouse problem since then. I had to kill a mouse once too. Uh, this was when I was living over in East Nashville. Mm-hmm. And I had these sticky traps for spiders. Because there's a lot of brown recluse spiders. Gotcha. So it was probably like... I had the old-fashioned snap ones, by yeah, the way, Which they say are the cruelest. It, it, it's probably like eight inches by three inches or some shit, and you just put it in your closet or whatever. Yeah. And it was getting spiders. I knew it was in there, and I'd gotten a few spiders with it because they got stuck and they died. But I was home one night, and I hear this squeaking. And I walk into my room... And there's a mouse on there and he had crawled. He had moved with the pad all the way, probably like six feet away from where he originally was. Oh, fuck. And I was like, fuck. So my first thought was, how do I get this mouse off of this? Yeah. Like, how could I? And I tried. So um, I could tell he was freaking the fuck out. So I had some cashews. So I started feeding him cashews. <laughs> as he's dying <laughs> well i didn't know yet i was like yeah. i'm gonna be able to get him out of this but yeah. if i feed him some cashews that might calm him down it did mm. he was eating the cashews he was enjoying it mm. and i was trying to like work and i couldn't get him off so um 
I called my dad and I was like, dad, uh, this mouse is stuck on this. How do I do it? And he's just, just like very carefully try and peel them off. And, uh, it wasn't working. It got to the point to where he was starting to like chew his own leg and he was shitting everywhere. <laughs> and this is why I was on the phone with my dad. I'm like, dad, what should I do? And he's like, you're going to have to kill it. You're going to have to kill him. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I don't want to have to do this. That's how you become a man. Yeah. That's pretty much what he said to Put me. Put some fucking hair in your chest. Yeah, and I was like, I really don't want to have to do this. So I was I was trying to figure it out because yeah. I didn't know what to do. And because um, I never wanted to kill the mouse, I just would have tried to catch the mouse and put him outside right. if I would have known he was in there. And we had already had mice previously in the house, mm-hmm. but I hadn't seen them. I hadn't dealt with, with the issue. It was never in my room. I never saw them out and about. So... I asked my dad, I was like, well, what should I do? He's like, you're going to have to just bop it over the head. <laughs> so I, uh, <laughs> I put on headphones cause I didn't want to have to hear, hear it squeal. Oh, for some reason I want to call you a pussy, but I know I just told a pussy story too. <laughs> uh, and I, I just put on some music and uh, I walked outside. I brought him out there. I felt, I felt bad. Wait, what were you listening to? I, Please tell me it was like, opera music like you're a serial killer <laughs> no i can't remember what it was it was uh, I, it was just something so i couldn't hear it okay uh i do sound like a pussy though and then <laughs> i had this uh this thick um like leather bound day planner that was super heavy so i was like i'm gonna mm, have you to went that route i was yeah. like this is gonna end it quick for him mm-hmm. so i just picked the book up and then whoosh, slammed it right on top of it. And he died? I assume so. Did you just, you didn't look? No. Because it the it was stuck to the because it was a sticky pad, there would have been no peeling it off. Yeah. Okay. Because it would have been stuck to it. For some reason. But then <laughs> after that, okay. after I, I did it, I didn't know if it killed it or not. So I stomped on it a few times. Oh my god. <laughs> While you're doing this, I'm just picturing some like really peaceful song playing in your headphones. I'm just picturing you like stomping on a mouse while it's like sail away, sail away. <laughs> We're fucking. Uh, what is that song in Donnie Darko? Which one? Mad World. Oh, all the around me are familiar faces. Yeah, that's fucked. I mean, we both sound like pussies. How old were you at the time? <laughs> this was like seven or eight months ago. Oh. oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I'm not going to say this about you. I'll say this about me. I know I sound like a pussy. A, I was young. I mean, I'd fucking been a fucking, you know, swinging dick man for about fucking two, three years. But I'll also say hurting like, like I've willfully like assaulted like human beings when I was in the military, when I could get away with it non-civilian what it was accepted yeah because i don't mind it because the way i see it it's like we're evenly matched you know what i mean yeah animals is a different thing animals do annoy me but like a little mouse they're annoying and they're gross because they shit everywhere but i still feel bad because it's like this little fucker's just like living his life like he doesn't fucking know no dude that's that's the way i felt too man i felt it stayed with me dude yeah i mean i was definitely after i killed that mouse i was like I don't give a fuck anymore. I'll kill any fucking animal. We're like Darius, dude. When he went to go see Teddy Perkins, that was our first, uh, first regret yeah. in our two regret life pack. Well, it wasn't a regret for me. 
Well, the only regret, the regret would not be killing the mouse. It would be, I don't know, maybe hearing your story, maybe I did choose the right thing. Maybe the drowning, the drowning thing was just weird. And then when I told people, they would be like, oh, what? I, dude, I fed mine cashews, bro. That's fucked up, though, because yours was almost being tortured. Mine Dude, was dead I, within I was, tr- I was trying to give him his this last fucking meal, bro. mouse is like shitting himself and like eating his leg off. And you're like, oh, stay a little longer as you're like feeding him cashews. He, he wasn't <laughs> shitting or eating himself yet. He wasn't chewing off his leg. He was yet. probably shitting out the cashews, dude. He was, he was, uh, it was calming him down because I was trying to figure out how to get him off the, the mouse pad. All right. This, uh, get him off the sticky right. pad. Would you rather be drowned or would you rather be flattened one time? Hmm. In the name of me being right, I'm just going to say drowning because I refuse to say I'm wrong. <laughs> In the name of me being right, I'm going to say being bopped over the head and crying. I guess bopped over the head, but it depends on if your fucker died the first time. Hello, I'm Johnny B, essential worker, star of radio, television, and various bedrooms across the country. My friends from the Man of Science, Man of Faith podcast are closely monitoring all aspects of this stupid COVID-19 pandemic. And they've asked me, yeah, me, to pass along some words of wisdom to you. Well, number one, to protect yourself from this coronavirus, stop being a fat ass. Number two, stock up on always needed supplies like murder hammers, condoms and weed, not toilet paper. And number three, don't forget to wash your damn hands. And hey, show us that smile, because we're all in this together. This message is brought to you by Giant Meteor 2020. I had to sell my plasma. Have I ever told you about that? You never told me about this. Plasma as in blood. Blood, right? Is yes. that what we're talking about? We're talking yeah. about blood? How was that? How, did you, how old were you, first of all? <laughs> I was... Uh, 25. Oh, you were 25? Yeah, this was in Nashville, dude. This is only like three years ago. I thought you were going to be like, oh, I was 21. I was yeah, hard Maybe I was even 26. Holy shit, this yeah. is recent. Okay, so, so yeah. walk me through this mindset. So it was after I moved into my new, uh, new place that I'm living now. Yeah. <laughs> and it was my first winter driving for Uber and Lyft. Okay, so you were struggling a little bit? Struggling bad, dude. And I had no idea that things died off in the winter. I just didn't expect that to happen. right, 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 right. This was my first year doing it. And you don't really interact with any other drivers. So when do you hear the words plasma? (laughs) So I drove, where I live in East Nashville, I drove a thousand times past this blood place Mm -hmm. where you can go. And there's always cars out there, all that shit. Mm Mm-hmm. So I went out there and uh, I just went in and you have to sign up and they take you back and they talk to you. They find out your medical history, all that shit. And then they have to test your blood first. They do like a a pinprick on the finger Mm -hmm. to make sure you're not on heroin. You have to agree that you don't smoke synthetic marijuana and you have to agree that you don't smoke like meth and crack and shit like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you go back out to the waiting room and they call you back in once a bed is available. And there's this giant room with like 40 beds in there. And you go and they come around to you and they like tie off your arm. They come and look for a good vein first. Yeah. 
and they tie it off. And uh, are there, yeah, are there other? You said there's 40 beds. Are there other people in there? Oh yeah, other dude. Desperate souls. <laughs> yeah, it's a desperate place, dude. Yeah, I imagine there's not a lot of small chit chat in there. <laughs> Actually, there is, dude. Oh really? A lot of people are just shooting the shit. A lot of people do it as like their a way and way to make money and go frequently. How often can you do it? I can think you only do it like one once a month or something like that. No, you can go like three times a week. Holy shit! How much do you get paid? So. The first five times you get paid $70 or $75 and they give you $75 separately or four, five. No, separately. Okay. All right. So that's pretty good. It's like two hours. Yeah. Um, they put the needle in your arm and it starts to feel really cold. It probably takes like 45 minutes to do or so. Yeah. But the whole process takes a while because you have to wait and go in and. It's a weird experience, dude. I've never met someone who actually did it. I did it. Wow. I did it, dude. And so how many times did you do it? Just the once or? Uh, no. So I did it those five times to get the $75 each time. Okay. So 75, what's that? 300? It's like 375? Yeah. And then I went one or two times after that, but I was like, fuck this. Cause it's only $30 after that. Oh, fuck off. It yeah. goes down. Yeah. It goes down. So my blood was worth 70. Now it's worth fucking. And you get this bucks. weird metallic taste and your mouth gets cold. Cause <laughs> they take, they take it out and then they put like something in your arm. I don't know where this plasma is going to. It's probably Hillary Clinton or some shit yeah. like that. Yeah. That's who I expect to have it. Yeah. Um, Joe Biden's just getting a shot straight. His <laughs> yeah, he's on the other side, like on the bed next to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's weird. I remember always going to the Kroger that's also right by my house because mm-hmm. they give you like a debit card. It's a reloadable card and you have to go and oh. get the money off. So I would always see people go in there with band-aids around their arm because they just got done there. Whoa. So, okay. So you do five sessions. Like what is the time frame? Is this over the course of a week? I think uh, I probably did it over the course, like scattered out, depending on how desperate I was, maybe over the period of like two months. This might be me pretty soon, man. I might be selling my blood. Dude, it's dark and it's like couples go in there and like families go in there, shit like that. Everybody's poor, obviously. Yeah. I I never sold my plasma, but... uh, when I was, I was not 25. I was probably 20, maybe 21. And I was living in Maine. And uh, this was when I was working at the grocery store. So I'm, I'm living in my own place making fucking seven bucks an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm looking for money wherever I can get it. And I remember on the radio, because I had to listen to the radio, because I didn't have a fucking CD player that worked. And I didn't have an aux cord. Nothing. Just in this little shitty fucking Ford Ranger from fucking 1999. And I remember they would advertise all the time on the radio. They would advertise uh, selling your plasma. And the other one was bone marrow. Donating your bone marrow. That one was like 300 bucks or something. I remember I heard them say plasma was something like that. 70 bucks or 100 bucks. I was like, that ain't going to do shit for me. But when I heard bone marrow... 300 bucks i was like you were just like ching 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 Ooh, like that's half my rent you know what i mean and uh, i was really seriously considering this like i looked up the place where they did it but then i started reading like message boards of people talking about the process and they just said it's not worth it it's so painful 
Dude, I would even say selling my plasma wasn't worth it because I just started getting like really fatigued. For how long? Like how long were the side effects? I mean, if you go a couple times in a week, dude, it fucks you up. <laughs> it fucks you up, dude. I was like falling asleep at like two in the afternoon, like barely able to keep my eyes open. Really? Yeah. Ooh, so you got to like plan this out. You got to be like, if I'm donating, I'm not doing anything for the next. Well, not only that, day. but even like the next day, you're going to get fucking tired in the afternoon. Fuck. I man. did, dude, because they're taking your blood out. I can't believe you never told me that. And then they put the, the blood back in you and uh, they mix it with like solution or whatever. This proves how dumb I am. But wait, so they take the blood out and then put it back in you? I think so. They That's make, how plasma works? Because they, they take the plasma out. Oh, and then they just give you your blood back? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? I'd be like, keep it. What the fuck? Yeah. That's David Lynch shit. Yeah. It's oh, weird, dude. That's weird, man. Maybe I won't do that. It was a it was a really fucking dark time in my life. Because I was basically isolated. I wasn't talking to anybody in my life. I was like in a deep soul searching mode. And I was like, I'm gonna figure this shit out. It's gotta be. You gotta be in that position to be selling your flesh. Yeah. I wasn't talking to anybody. <laughs> Didn't have a job. Yeah. Only Uber and Lyft. That's, that's true desperation, man. It was true desperation. Wow. That was the blues. Damn. I, I've hit some low points, but uh, I never sold anything. Never sold my blood. Never sold my bone marrow. Didn't sell my body. It's a temple, dude. I had a conversation with a pimp once. What did you have to say? Legit pimp. Like we talk player to player, pimp to pimp. We had a conversation. Um, this was when I was in, uh, the army reserves and I'm trying to remember where it was. I want to say, I want to say it was in ATL Atlanta. I think we were driving through Atlanta and we stayed at a really shitty motel. It might've been like a, a super eight. Is that what it is? Super eight motels. Mm -hmm. And there was no one there. We were like the only people staying there, but there were these two chicks staying in the same room and, People from Maine, I won't say anything bad about them. It's just Maine's very uh, isolated. You know what I mean? So when you would take a lot of these guys, and a lot of them for, were from, like, northern Maine, which is even more isolated. When you take them to, like, big that's, cities. That's fuck your sister isolated. They uh, sometimes don't know how to act. You know, they get drunk and get crazy. So they see these two girls, and they just start going insane. And then we see these two big guys rolling around with big old chains and stuff and they're in the same room and these guys had casually mentioned to a few of the people in my unit that i mean these were hookers they had a pretty sweet deal set up they had this room and then they would pay the ho the motel a piece of their profits and they would just have dudes come in and fuck these girls and leave so anyway the night's going on everyone's drinking I was drinking too, but I, I, I like kind of mind my own business because these like they get too crazy for me. Wait, hold on. What do these women look like? I mean, we're in Atlanta. We're at a Super 8 motel and they're hookers. You know what I mean? You can kind of picture it. So trashy? Uh, yeah. I mean, just just down on their luck. You know? <laughs> just. It, Did like, they look like they were on drugs? One of them definitely was. 
One of them definitely was because she was every time I saw her, because this was the thing. We were all kind of gathered in the lobby. And then after a certain time, we were just at the hotel just drinking because we were the only people there. So we'd be like out and about and they would kind of move through the crowd, like probably trying to sell themselves or whatever. And uh, one of them, I mean, she just was so loopy and she had very like glassy eyes. So I could tell like she probably hit the crack pipe like right before. Oh, that's sad. It was sad. It was like when I look at them, it was just like, oh, this just makes me feel bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh Anyway, guys get drunker and drunker, and then a few guys are like, oh, yeah, I want to get... Because they were pretty cheap. It was like... I mean, it was below 100 bucks for everything. You know what I mean? Below 100 bucks for just one of the girls? Yeah, one of them. Was, it, was that for an hour? I don't think there was like a two-for-one special. It was like, you get one of them. You don't get two. For Did one you, hour? You, no, no, no. You don't get an hour. You don't pay for time. So you just, how do you pay? Is it just like buy thing that you do? Yeah, it's whatever you want to do. So like anal might cost more. So it's a la carte. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Prostitute a la carte was below a hundred bucks. That's what I remember. But anyway, so people were getting drunker and drunker, and then um, this one guy. I wish I could remember his name. I'm, I'm st- oh, uh, actually, I won't say his name. I shouldn't say his name. <laughs> yeah, don't I'm say to his remember name. his name. But no, I shouldn't say it. Um, we'll just call him uh, Scuba Steve. We'll call him Scuba Steve. So Scuba Steve got very drunk, like the type of drunk where you're not goofy anymore. You're just blackout. Like you don't even know what's falling going on. over yourself. Not even that. It's the type of blackout where you're a different person. Like you're fully functioning, but you don't even know what's going on. Well, how was he acting? He was just his eyes were like, you know, real closed. And he would just say crazy shit. Like just crazy shit that like people only say in like nightmares. So like we're all just talking and he'd be very quiet, like when we were in a group. And uh, this one guy, he, he, like, didn't have the courage to go to this room and pay for a hooker. And this guy was getting so annoyed, the guy who was drunk, Scuba Steve. And Scuba Steve goes, man, I don't give a fuck. You want to know how much it is? I'll go find out for you. Because that was the thing. This guy, he knew a la carte was below 100 bucks, and he didn't have that much money, whatever it was, 80 bucks or whatever. So he was trying to figure out, like, well, can I get, <laughs> what, what he can, can afford? I afford? But he was too scared to go talk because these were, like, big... So he didn't want to negotiate. Yeah, and this and this guy, Scuba Steve, was like, I'll go fucking find out. And I just knew him going to that room was going to end badly. Because these are pimps. Time is money. Don't be coming to me blackout drunk, fucking trying to play games. You know what I mean? So I followed him immediately because I'm like, he cannot fucking speak to these people. Everyone thought it was funny, and I was like, no fucking way. You guys don't understand. So I run over to the room, but and he when he knocks, he knocks like he's the fucking police. Like, kaboosh, 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 like oh god, you know what I mean? Like he's pissed off. He's like, I need to get this done, you know. <laughs> and they open the door. I was coming around the corner, like right when the door got open, and it just swings open. Like these guys are pissed, and they're like, "What the fuck you want?" And right as they said that, he was maybe he said something I can't quite remember. But I remember just grabbing him by the shoulder and I kind of like pushed him away and someone else grabbed him. I was like, oh, hey, sorry, man. My, my friend's just not feeling well. He thought this was his room or whatever. But then I realized I'm just standing there alone with these two huge pimps and these two hookers just like, you know, staring off into space. And I didn't know what to do. I felt awkward. So I was just like I started like making conversation with them. And I was just like, oh, yeah. So like, 
because they were still pissed off. You know what I mean? So yeah, I was going to use trying to calm them down. Yeah, I was using the art of conversation. You know, I wanted them to know again. This is player to player, pimp to pimp. You know what I mean? And once they knew that, they'd be like, all right, this guy's cool. So I just started talking. I was like, oh, yeah. So you guys like, are you at this hotel room every day? Like, it's a pretty sweet deal, right? You know, you don't have to be like on the street and stuff. And for a second, he was like sizing me up like he didn't know what was going on. And they just started casually talking to me, like describing this deal at the motel. And like, he was like, yeah, man, it's pretty sweet. It's like a lot better than fucking, you know, how I used to do it. And he just said, you know, he paid the the uh, the front desk person however much money a day or whatever. So we talk for like 10 minutes, whatever. It's all casual. Probably not 10 minutes, probably just a couple minutes. And uh, I go to bed. Next morning, Scuba Steve is sitting in his truck because we were truck drivers. I think I mentioned that before. And he's just like passed out. Like, you know, he just drank hung over. And I went to talk to him. I was like, bro, do you remember when uh, – like a pimp was about to kill you last night. And he just goes, I talked to a pimp last night and then just goes back to bed. So not only did he not know he talked to a pimp, but the news that he talked to a pimp and that pimp was pissed off at him was uneventful enough that he said, I'm just going to take a nap. Like he did. Can you imagine someone telling you, you don't remember, but they're like, yo dude, some pimp almost kicked your ass last night. And you're so uninterested. You're like, yeah, I'm going back to bed. And that made me think Scuba Steve had to have one of the most interesting lives for this to just be <laughs> non-eventful. Like, I couldn't even imagine the type of life where, like, that's just kind of like, ugh, whatever. You know what I mean? But, yeah, pimps, man. Giant Meteor here again. I realize my campaign message thus far may have been taken a little harshly by some. You have to understand, things aren't as sensitive where I am. That's the benefit of space. Empty, quiet. No Twitter, no color, no opinions. It just is. And that's what I'm offering you, the world in 2020. I see what's happening in your snow globe, and I see how you snowflakes are being treated. And it's disheartening. You deserve more. You deserve the peace that I have. That's why I'm sacrificing my own peace this November to bring about true change, not just in D.C., but everywhere. Matched with this girl on Tinder. She was a college student. How old were you at the time? I was probably 24. Okay. Maybe 24, 25. It was when I was living in my first apartment in Nashville. So this was... At least probably, maybe this is like a year of me being into Nashville. Okay. So and how old is she? You said she's college age, but yeah, what age probably is that? 21, maybe. Right. 22. She was old enough to drink. Okay, so you match with her. I match with her. We go down. Um, she's like, I want to, let's meet on Broadway because my friend's going there tonight. Okay. And she had this, uh, like this, just like floozy friend. She was just what do you real, mean by floozing? Just real like party slut, you know what I mean? She's, oh, Jesus, party slut. She wanted to go. She was like the chick, the kind of chick that was like, I want to go down to Broadway and I want to meet a dude. And I want to fuck him. Nice. So good for her. Good for her. Good for her. You know, but I, there's more to that too. Okay. Okay. So I'm just gonna tell. I'll just tell you about this this first night. So this first night we go down there. I'm like, okay, this girl probably wants to to fuck me. 
So I, I get down to Broadway. It was at Tequila Cowboy before it was Jason Aldean's. Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember. And the only time I've ever gone down to Broadway historically was I was like, I'm going to be able to get laid. Um, mm-hmm. And we go, we agree to go down there. You know, this girl was talking to me. We were just talking over Tinder. She tells me she's on her college's wrestling team with mm. all dudes. So there's not a female wrestling team. She's the only chick on the wrestling team. Okay. So <laughs> I, I I don't have anything to say because I don't know what to think of that. I, I, I don't know. Um, I guess that's normal. I don't know. We go down to Broadway. We meet. I get a couple of Coors Lights, which is not, as you know me, I, I don't really, I'm not like a drinker drinker, you know? Yeah. So I drink like two beers, maybe three beers. I buy her a drink. We go outside because everything's starting to shut down. So it's getting towards the end of the night. Okay. And we go in this alleyway. It's oh, me, shit. her, her, uh, her friend, and some guy that she met out on Broadway. So you guys are just about to have an orgy. Pretty much. But what yeah. it, what ends up happening? So they end up going behind a dumpster. And, like, her friend and this dude go behind a dumpster, and they are finger-blasting. They are fucking. You can hear it. You can hear them off in the distance just, like, making noise and shit. And we're we're not too far away. We're, like, making out, like, in this alleyway. And I was like, well, are we Like, you want to go back to my place? I was like, I'm not about to fuck this girl in an alleyway. I've done a lot of... Degenerate shit, but I was like, I'm not gonna. But you wouldn't fuck a girl behind a dumpster. I'm not saying I wouldn't. Okay. I'm saying I wasn't going to that night. Yeah. Okay. All right. So she's like, No, not tonight. But let's hang out later this weekend and come over to your place. So basically, she was just screening me out to make sure I wasn't a serial killer. So while she was talking to you, could you hear this other girl being finger blasted? Oh yeah. I mean, we were making out while all this was going on. Yeah. Okay. So um. I knew that I was gonna get, I was gonna get laid. So I was like, I'm not. You're excited. I was excited. I'm like, I'm not gonna jerk off because I don't want to, uh, you know, bust too soon. Right. The old fucking strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we, uh, she comes over to my place. Oh. I also didn't have a car then too. I didn't have a car. Uh, okay. Always tricky situation. Comes comes over to my place. Comes to the ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, so she comes over. We go to like Publix and we get we get stuff to make dinner. And she's driving? She's driving, yes. Wow. She came. She picked me up. You got a up. wrestler chick driving you around. Yep. Okay. And then um, <laughs> we made dinner. We probably watched something on like Netflix or something. I don't even remember. I don't think there was much. Was this girl gonna ask you? Was this girl very like muscly? Like, what does a wrestler girl look? Yeah, like? she she, she wasn't like you wouldn't see, see her and be like she's jacked, but she was. You could feel her strength, dude. <laughs> you could feel her strength, like. This girl could have killed me easy, dude. And did that just help pitch your tent? Like you were really I didn't really on? feel feel any kind of way about it. I was just like, well, you know, maybe if 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 I fuck her, she won't she won't kill me. Uh huh. But um and that was a turn on. Uh I, mean, I don't know if it was a turn on, but <laughs> okay. I was just I was just trying to get laid, dude. Okay. This was a fucking option for me to get okay. laid, so I was like, 
I'm going to do this. Okay. I was just curious. And I was like, plus she might have like a super pussy or something like that. If she's a wrestler, who knows? True. Yeah. I'm not saying you're wrong. So you go to Publix, you get uh, stuff to eat. We get stuff to make, to make fucking dinner. We go back to my place. Uh, eventually, uh, also, I didn't have any furniture in this apartment. So I had, I had my bed and that was my furniture. And I also had this blow up mattress, like the one that you have in here. And that was my couch. Oh, interesting choice. (laughs) Yeah. Because I didn't have anything. Yeah. So this was not long after I actually moved into this place. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so I start, uh, you know, we start making out finger blasting doing doing all that kind of a thing and um (laughs) we we go to fuck i hadn't come in a really long time i don't know like how long this this might have been two or three weeks because i was already on a streak of holy shit i was like i'm gonna try this is gonna help me get laid if i (sighs) if i don't do anything see if you had asked my advice i would have been like that's you're playing with fire at that point you're waiting too long and that's what this situation was. <laughs> so so <tell> me. <laughs> we we start, we fuck, all of that. I was wearing a condom this night, mm. which, uh, you know, in that point in my life, the reason that I did is because she brought them because she had a latex allergy. I had bought condoms earlier in the day. I was like, I'm going to need these in case she asked me yeah. to wear one. I want to have yeah. one. You like threw them, you were buying them, you threw them on the counter. You're like, I'm going to need these. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like... How much are these? Can I get a price check? Because <laughs> I'm going to need them. I'm going to need them. You know what I mean. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so she's she wanted like a lambskin condom. She was like, I have I have this. I want you to wear a condom. I hear those are better. I've never tried yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, a condom is still a condom, dude. You oh, know so I no mean? difference? Yeah, I mean, it's it. there's a difference, but is it, it's like diet soda. Uh, it's it's still soda, dude. Uh, it's yeah. still soda, but it's just yeah. not sweet. Uh, okay. So All right. <laughs> uh, we fuck, we get close to the end, and mm. she hops off of me, and I'm gonna bagok all over her. You know, <laughs> you're gonna what? Bagok, bagok. Yeah. Uh, okay, continue. <laughs> bagok. Uh, all right. So you know, I pull out and I pull off the condom. She yeah. hops off the. Top Did you just throw it? Like, throw it somewhere. What'd you do? I can't remember why. Are you going to jerk off to this later or something? No, I just wanted to know, like, what a man you are. Uh, I would just fucking throw it against the wall so aggressively. I can't remember. Uh, All right, continue. But then I I start to bust, dude. Okay. And right away, there is an audible coming out of my dick. Jesus, fuck. The first (laughs) stream hits... It hits her in the face, and she's lying next to me. The second stream hits, it hits me in the eye. <laughs> the third so, stream hits, it hits the wall and makes another noise. Wait, so do you have? Are you not like holding your dick? Like your dick's just going wild? So what it ended up happening? How's it going in so many different directions? I don't know. I still don't know how this happened. I had to put my hands in front of my face. She put her hands in front of her face because it just kept going for a while. So you weren't holding it. You were just like, it's about to happen. (laughs) Well, she hopped off of me quick. Oh, so you just, yeah. And I was about to, you know, do the move where I pulled it off and then just all over. But that didn't happen in time, dude. I I mean, I ended up coming up all over the place, dude. (laughs) It hit me in my left. So it was like, it it hit me in my left eye. 
it hit the wall in between us and it hurt, hit her and she was to the left of me, dude. And she was like, you know, she wasn't coronavirus distance apart, but she was far enough apart to where if she was yeah. like, I'm about to get my face cut She shouldn't on. have been collateral damage. She should not have been collateral damage. She yeah. was the first hit, dude. Yeah. And she started laughing and got in her hair. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, so yeah, I uh, came on my face and on hers. It just went every, all over the walls and all shit. All over the wall too, yeah. How long? How long did like the, the did orgasm last? last? Yeah, how long did the, the battle last? I would probably say... Between 20 and 30 seconds. That's intense, dude. I mean, I have two things to say about that. A, I mean, you were playing with fire waiting two to three weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I admit it. I was. Yeah. That's like a health issue at that point. B, I wish I, uh, I, wish I didn't know this much about uh, my friend coming, but I do. Yeah.